The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to be inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. Party partners, and welcome to World's Wonderful Talk Show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, your personal growth coach, and happy to be with you here every week on the airwaves to help you smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. And for more information on getting your private consultation over the phone, visit 925-377-7827. This is by Sidney Poitier. He was an actor and author. Living consciously involves being genuine. It involves listening and responding to others honestly and opening. It uh, involves being in the moment, how true that is. Well, we have a very entertaining, informative, inspirational, and historical show for you today. We're going to be starting off with uh, the author of the allegorical tale, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, Richard Bach, he's back with a new book, Hypnotizing Maria, an exploration of the nature of reality and the power of suggestion. And then in segment three, we'll have Eleanor Knowles Dugan, who discovered the fascinating 17th century French writer, Madeleine de Scudery, which she was this best-selling novelist in Europe for half a century, published under her arrogant brother's name, and is totally forgotten. So this really will be infotainment today. Our purpose in providing you this radio show is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the producer, writer, and director, and star of your own life. And, of course, we want you to read some really good books. My fifth book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, was just launched this week at a gala affair for our 10th anniversary celebration of Be the Star You Are charity. I am the author of four other books, which are bestsellers, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, Be the Star You Are, the Business of Show Business, and Miracle Moments. And you have the opportunity to support this radio program by purchasing copies of the books because a portion of the proceeds benefits the charity. For more information and to get autographed copies, go to bethestarur.com. That's bethestarur.com. Now, I, before we go to uh, Richard Bach, who is our, going to be our first guest, I just wanted to say a little bit 
and thank our volunteers and everyone who participated in our 10th anniversary celebration. The year 2009 heralds the 10-year birthday of the founding of our literacy charity, Be the Star You Are. I cannot believe it's been 10 years since I envisioned and created this small and mighty volunteer organization to empower women, families, and youth. And I must say that if I'd had a crystal ball, I would never have done it because it has definitely been so much work, but in hindsight, I know that we're making a difference one book at a time, and that really makes me happy. That's the payback, is just knowing that if we can help to plant the seeds of reading and help someone increase their literacy and to enjoy some positive media, it's all worth it. Well, on September 13th, we celebrated 10 years with the Books and Bands Bash Benefit, where we also launched the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, that boasts 38 contributors. The day was dedicated to Father Pat McGrath, who was a contributor to the book, a longtime friend and mentor, and he died recently. I just want to take this opportunity to, first of all, thank the incredible volunteers who worked so diligently for months to make the September 13th event a success. And those volunteers included our event director, Emily Weber, our fundraising and graphic designer, Hillary Glass, our food and beverage coordinator, Vanessa Weber, our fundraising, another fundraising person, and also a contributor to the book, Steve Mitchell, website and newsletter and contributor to the book, Kim Carlson, Stephanie Collins, who did all our publicity, and our teen chairpersons of fundraising was Rachel Glass, also a contributor, Ad space was Gabby Grieco. Danny Wong and her mom, Suzanne Wong, headed up all the raffles and silent auction. And Danny is also a contributor. Elise Kalnowski was the, uh, orchestrated the bands and did our wonderful truffles. And she is also a contributor to the book. Afshin uh, did the bands, and he did a great job there. Courtney Chang uh, did vendors, and she's also a contributor. Tina Pinedo was our photographer and videographer. Grant Worgley did some uh, videography. And other volunteers were uh, Heather Brittany, who is a contributor to the book as well as, well as a co-host on this radio show, Jacqueline Tao, a contributor to the book, James Christopher Gill, who headed up our bar, and he is a contributor to the book, Jamie Zhao, Dana Berger, Dave Berziski, who uh, does voiceovers for us, Starla Allen, Dana Allen, uh, who um, both helped, as well as Sarah Marlowe, who was also um, an endorser of the book, and uh, Jillian Morrissey. Uh, We're all so fabulous. I also wanted to thank our contributors who showed up. We had 13 contributors who came from many different places. Kim Carlson came all the way from the state of Washington to be with us, and Erica Miner flew in from Carlsbad. Other contributors, of course, were Heather Brittany, uh, Arlen Van Dyke, Rachel Glass, James Christopher Gill, Katie Kale, who flew in from San Diego, Elise Kolnowski, Anna Meyer, who came from San Francisco, Sarah Marlowe, who came from San Jose, Steve Mitchell, Danny Wong, and um, as I said, most of these or many of these are also volunteers, so we really appreciate it. We had T-shirt sales, which we have if you want a one of our Be The Star You Are white shirts. They're 
only $13, and black tanks are 15 You can get them at our website, bethestarur.org. We had just a fabulous, fabulous bands, um, the Not-So-Radicals, two beautiful girls who play acoustic guitar and sang fantastic. Icebox Business was a really great rock band, a teen rock band who did a super job. Unfortunately, one of our bands uncalled for, their lead singer was sick and they couldn't make it. But Old Hyde Farm came in, and they rocked to the very end and had people dancing, literally dancing on the tables. We had amazing vendors, and people really enjoyed having the vendors there. Highway 13 Art, the Carmony Collection, Mary Kay Cosmetics, Pete Collection, which was clothing, Planned Parenthood, New Skin Enterprises, Rouge Kiss and Makeup, Stella Dot, and Superstars. Literacy. So we really appreciated uh, having all of these vendors there. And, of course, we appreciated having all of you there. So that is really what's important is that you came and you had a good time and supported the charity with uh, your donation. So, again, thank you very much. If you want to find out uh, more about the charity, visit org, And then also we'll be posting some photos I also wanted to add on, um, I wanted to thank our sponsor, our sponsors. We, our corporate partners were Merrill Miracle, Star Style Productions, The Wong Family, Dr. David Lovell, Chiropractic Care, and Dr. Brian Chief Family Dentistry. So we couldn't have done it without that. And we had our media sponsors of Diablo Magazine, La Marinda Newspaper, KPFA, Garden Pro Radio, KCBS, Voice America, World Talk Radio, and, of course, this radio program. So thank you to all. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org, and you'll find out more about the, uh, the, the uh, charity and the event. And remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. So pick up a book today. Well, our first guest is lovingly known to millions of fans around the world as a man who doesn't believe in being bound by space or time. As the author of the mega-surprise bestseller in the 1970s, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, which was a story about a seagull who just loved to fly, Richard Brock introduced us to the philosophy of not being a prisoner of our own beliefs. His newest book is Hypnotizing Maria. You're going to love this one. Welcome, Richard, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Cynthia, hey, thank you for having me, and congratulations on your new book. Thank you, and also it's 10 years of having this charity be the star you are. What, what a feat that was. Congratulations to you on, I don't even know how many books this is now. You have written so many books over the year, and each one of them celebrates this, the, this uniqueness of being and this time and space issue. So congratulations to you, Richard. It's a joy to have you here. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's been an adventure, hasn't it, for well, a long Well, it's always time. an adventure, isn't it? And what, um, one of the things that you really write about, and most of your books have this in it, is flying plays such a major role. Can you give us just a little bit of your background and your history and your love affair with wings? I, I wish I could sprout wings, but, uh, again, it is good just to go up in the air. Well, the nice thing to know is that we already have them. That we are, I are love creatures, that. Creatures of spirit, and we're not chained to bodies, and we're not chained to the ground, and we can express that as soon as we remember that we have these marvelous abilities, and that's been something that's been fascinating to me 
since, oh, for almost as long as I can remember. I began flying when I was a kid, a teenager, absolutely fell in love with it, and didn't realize what I was meeting was the metaphor that would last all through this lifetime, this this wonderful idea that if you trust what you cannot see, if you're going to fly an airplane, you have to trust what you can't see. There's an invisible principle that will lift your airplane and you up into the sky and and take you to places you've never imagined. And what well, a metaphor it's, it's that is. It's the whole idea of it's not when you see it, you'll believe it. It should be believe it and you will see it. Absolutely right. And that, that is that is so true. In aviation, I'm a slow learner. I need to have things just kind of laid out in front of me before I, I understand. And flying has been, um, has been my love. And that has been the way that I've discovered for myself uh, principles and ideas that work in all other aspects of my life as well. They may not work for anybody else, but they sure work for me. Well, I feel that they, they, the, what you talk about in all of your books are actually aspects that will work for anyone if they'll allow it to be, and they'll just live in that being moment and accept you know, that reality is created within our own minds. Now, in your new book, Hypnotizing Maria, of course, flying is central again yeah. with our character of, uh, of Jamie, where Jamie Forbes, who encounters the hypnotist. Yes. And, but there's three things that you bring out very clearly. Suggestion, affirmation, confirmation. Absolutely. Um, that, those have been things that, that very slowly over my lifetime I've been learning. And I, and I see that thousands and thousands of other people are, are learning it too. There is a whole family of us in this time right now who are having the fun of remembering the power that we have to control what appears to be. I don't think we create our own reality. I think we create the appearances around us. I think there's one reality, and that reality is this overwhelming, incandescent love that exists beyond space and time that never changes. The appearances around us, however, that we, we choose for our, our schoolrooms and for our learning are as varied as each one of us. Uh, and we, can, we are led to these appearances by every single choice we make, what we accept to be true for us. Well, and this is what your books and your philosophy is really about, is learning how to love, to re-love, to love again, to keep on loving, and, and to that the whole idea is that everything really is an appearance, and then it's how we interpret it. As, as soon as we recognize, as soon as we begin to play with the idea, what if these are appearances, what if I have been gently hypnotized since my very first hour on this planet? What if I've accepted suggestions without realizing they were suggestions, thinking they were absolute truth? Uh, so what? One of, the, one of the greatest questions we can ask is, so what? And the so what of, of that, so what if we've been hypnotized, is once we recognize it, we can begin to dehypnotize ourselves. And then we can see wonderful things happen if we say, I refuse to accept a suggestion, for instance, uh, that I'm a limited creature, that I'm bound here, that I must uh, work at, at something that I do not love, or be surrounded by people who are not my true inner family. 
if we uh, reject that suggestion and claim, I am always surrounded by those who are uh, are one with my own ideals that uh, live always to their highest sense of right. If we claim that, even in the, in the face of what seems to be the opposite, and we just hold that that uh, that claiming and that affirmation, then sure enough, always by means of strange coincidences, things will change. We will see one of these people come into our life uh, seemingly by chance, and then another and another until. Uh, carry this on years later after making choices, always going to our highest sense of right. We're surrounded by those who are, are supportive and understanding of who we are and whom we can help and support too. And I just love it because it really is a choice. And there really aren't the coincidences. It's more a divine synchronicity that we bring in. And we're going to talk more about this when we come back from a short break. Our author is Richard Bach. He is the best-selling author of many books. But this book is Hypnotizing Maria, found to be a bestseller. And we're going to talk about this book specifically when we come back from break. Hold on, Richard. We'll be right back. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Did you know that teens with low self-esteem who feel they don't fit in are more vulnerable to peer pressure, more likely to have depressive reactions, eating disorders, higher rates of alcohol and drug abuse, criminal involvement, suicide attempts, and be involved with risky behaviors? You can help make a difference by sponsoring this radio program, Be The Star You Are. Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, positive media, and donates positive books to increase literacy. Call 877-944-STAR, S-T-A-R. For more information or visit our website at bethestarur.org. Also, you can make a PayPal donation at www.bethestarur.org. Thank you for helping our youth succeed. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. 
Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, you are all stars, and thank you for staying with me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan. And with us is Richard Bach and his new book, Hypnotizing Maria. Richard is the author of Messiah's Handbook, The Curious Lives, The Whole Ferret Chronicles, many, many other books that you know of. And we're talking about his Hypnotizing Maria today. Are we really prisoners of our own beliefs, do you think, Richard? As long as we believe we are, we are. We are. are. Uh, for me, it, it's so important to recognize that the opportunities that come to us are suggestions. If someone says to us, uh, would you care to join me for lunch? That's a suggestion, and we can accept that or we can uh, decline it. And if, also, if someone says, would you care to join me uh, on a trip through hell? We, uh, we're not required to say, well, I guess I've got to do it. We can decline. We can withdraw our consent. We say, I refuse to accept your suggestion. If you uh, enjoy that trip, go ahead and have it. But my direction is different. I want to learn more about my own, the, the powers that I have been given over the world of appearances. And as we practice this, for me, it's, it's really important that, that this be a practical thing. And that's that what I wanted you to talk about, is how people can incorporate what you're talking about into their own lives through these parables that you tell. Sure. I, and, and to me, it, it's one of those things that's so simple that it seems difficult. <laughs> and, and it's all involved in our consent. If we are aware, every single thing that comes to us, comes to us as a choice and our lives and what we see around us are the results of our our turning at every single second's corner of our lifetime uh you are sitting where you are i presume behind a microphone microphone and i presume seeing maybe an engineer's booth and i presume getting used to the idea of talking with thousands and thousands of people uh, that is a, uh, a result of many, many, many choices you made along the way. I uh, suspect that that's a, uh, a long-term dream of yours uh, to affect a lot of people. I suspect that that's uh, come true for you. And Absolutely. It's right on, right on. And it's, it's such a joy because this is a choice to empower others with authors such as yourself coming on with your, your great thoughts and your uh, philosophies about life that can really help change their lives for the better if they choose to accept that, that, that's that the and, term. and confirm it. Yep. We all have it. We, we can look at the world around us, and as, as soon as we know, Whatever I see around me is a result of my choices. We give ourselves the power to change it. And whatever there is about it that we don't care for or we think can be improved, we can immediately say, uh, I'm going to start changing my choices. I am not going to accept this particular suggestion or this one. And I choose in, instead to accept a suggestion for which there may be no evidence right now. Well, you start your book. I, I really love the way that your book begins with uh, Jamie Forbes is flying his airplane, and on the radio comes a very distressed woman saying that her husband has died, 
and she doesn't know how to land the plane, and she's scared. And he talks her through it with such confidence that she lands safely, and he flies off into the horizon, not looking for gratitude, and then realizing later that what he had really done was hypnotized her with this confidence and given her this uh, this choice. Well, I don't even know if the word is the choice there, the confidence to know that she can do this. Yes, and, and that's what <clears throat> this happens so often to so many of us. We will give a gift without knowing it. Jamie Forbes, my character, he, that, that's his whole life. That's his job is uh, sitting next to students in airplanes, not touching the controls, but just giving them suggestions and, and allowing them to relax. I was just flying up until uh, an hour and a half ago. I was flying with my son. He's checking out in this airplane that I'm flying. I'm sitting in the back seat, not touching the controls at all, and saying, uh, uh, well, let's try another landing here. And this time, just snuggle right down to the runway and hold it off, hold it off. I'm just saying words. And I'm used to doing that. And Jamie Forbes, my character, was used to doing that. He didn't think he was doing anything special at all. He does that all the time. And I think that's so true of so many of us. Without even thinking about it, we may say one sentence and then walk on, not realizing that we've changed someone's life. And I think that's what's so very important in life, to be very aware that our words and our actions really do make a difference in someone else's life, whether that's positive or negative. And that is important for us to keep check on that we are conscious of who we are and what we're doing, and we're really living in that, this moment and living you know, in, a conscious, in a conscious way. Certainly, and we express that in nonverbal ways, too. I remember, wow, it was 1961, how many years ago? Lots and lots of years ago. I was working, living in New Jersey and working in Manhattan. I was a commuter, and I was driving, riding on the commuter train through a gray November day in which it was pouring down rain, and we were going through, uh, I think, Newark on the way to Manhattan, and everything was gray, and the streets were, were full of black umbrellas. And in the midst of that, looking out the window, some woman stepped out of a, of a, of a building and opened her scarlet umbrella. In all this black and gray and grim and rain, here was this burst of light and color, and she absolutely unaware. And I, does she even remember that umbrella? I don't know whether she does well, or not. Isn't it interesting I, that I after all these years, you remember that incident above all else? And probably for her, it was no... You know, it was just a blip, but it made a difference in your attitude that day. Absolutely right. And my attitude this day, too. And how, exactly how for the rest of your life, basically. Sure. When we've been walking down a city street sometime, we'll, we'll, just for, we'll just catch the eye for a split second of someone who's thinking about something. They happen to be smiling. And we don't know what they're smiling about, but that smile um, uh, communicates to us and says that there's a happy person. And that strikes us and strikes all those little chords within us that say, you know, I'm glad to be part of a, 
of a of a society in in which it's okay for us to smile and in in which we communicate happiness without any words at all. Once and that's again, such a big I'm, one, Richard, because I think this happens every day, is sure. that when we walk down the street, it is so, I believe, it is really imperative to almost fake it till you make it if you need to. Put that smile on your face because there's probably someone who really needs that little bit of acknowledgement when you look at them and smile that day. Sure. And you may have changed a life without even knowing it. Without I wanted to ask it. you about the hypnotist in this and because I love the whole idea of Blacksmith takes Jamie on stage, tells him that he's in a stone prison or a stone wall, and although there's nothing all around, he absolutely feels there's no way out and feels trapped. This is what we do to ourselves, don't we? That is so true in those times. And I think most of us go through a time like that where we feel we have no choices, there's, there is no way out, and yet someone else can come along with a different perspective, and they may say a, a, a single sentence. Well, well, why don't you do this? That has never occurred to us before. We, are, we have the ability to trap ourselves within our own beliefs, uh, partly for the pleasure from time to time of recognizing that we can untrap ourselves that we can find some idea that suddenly sets us free. And it was so... Um, it's liberating. Uh, exactly. It's liberating. And, you know, you have your character make an observation that, to me, sums it all up. And that observation was, I reserve the right to refuse negative suggestions from anyone. Absolutely To me, that right. was such a powerful sentence. It summed it all up. Again, it gets back to that whole idea of choice. But why would we want to become a prisoner of time? Why would we want to become a prisoner of our own beliefs? Beliefs, And so many of us, uh, we encounter this every day where people believe that, you know, the times are tough, nothing's going to get better, my life sucks, sure. whatever it is, when we're, the reality is we have the power. We have the power to change it all. We absolutely do. And this and this life, these lifetimes that we choose, uh, that that seem to be surrounded by limitations, are are really, in the highest sense, we choose them for our own uh, learning, for our education, and for the fun of it. Look what we do for the fun of it in our games. We'll play a game of whatever, uh, tennis or chess or checkers or soccer or you name it, and we put ourselves on a field in which we in which we have problems extremely difficult problem. If you're a tennis player, I'm not, but if you are, here's this little ball coming at you at whatever, 200 <laughs> miles an hour, and you're supposed to move this racket in just such a way, at just such an angle, and just such a speed that it returns it at high speed to the, uh, to the person on the other side of the net. And we call this problem-solving fun. Uh, and same way it, it is with, with the problems that we choose in our, our daily lives. Well, you know, I have, a, I have a motto that I write about in all my books, Richard, and I live by it, and it seems so much like what you, the way you live. I say, smile, have fun, be wild and crazy. <laughs> and that means to me, if you're playful and you take every opportunity as being playful, you're going to have more fun, and there's going to be those coincidences that come into your life that really can change your life for the better and change the life of others for the better, which eventually changes the world. That is, my, I love what you say about 
about smile, have fun, be wild and crazy. And crazy, it's wild and wacky. I mean, what else is life about? Is and one of the things, well, not this is just another one of your great philosophies that I really embrace is that we're we're we we life goes on. You know, there is no end, there is no beginning. We're living. That, that's uh, that's our job. That's what we enjoy to do. That that is our game. I think there are other life forms in the universe that look at us who so enjoy lives in space and time and say, hey, I wouldn't like that at all. And they go on and learn completely different lessons. But we here, I think we're kind of, uh, we're like the otters of the universe. We love to jump into the midst of all these what seem to be terrible problems just for the fun of solving them and Mm. having this wonderful recognition we have that power. And it wouldn't be fun if the problems didn't seem to be able to destroy us. Well, it's just sort of like we wouldn't appreciate light if we didn't have dark. So we have to have problems and challenges in order to appreciate all the good things we have. Sure. But I wanted to ask you, you, ha- you are so prolific in your writing. You started off, you know, you were a mail carrier at one time. What is it, how do you get your inspiration? I'm always fascinated by your characters, you know, and again, most of your things take place in the air, of course, but what inspires you to create these characters? I think we have many levels of us, and as a writer, and I've seen in in the lives of lots of, of other writers, too, they don't feel that they've created anything or invented any of the characters. The characters are just there all and of a sudden they just come they just come to you all of a sudden they're there and and when i might like he hypnotizing hypnotizing maria for instance five years that was in my mind how can i tell this story and a chapter one and i throw it away chapter one and i throw it away nothing was right but when it was right to that person within they said richard your main character isn't a hypnotist that that's what i was trying to do your main character is a flyer and wham, all of a sudden, it was like I saw the whole story. And it at, just wrote itself. It wrote itself at top speed, and I'm listening what to, to what they say. I don't invent any of the dialogue. I just listen. And, and see, that to me is at the epicenter of, of what we all need to learn in life is to quiet ourselves and listen to what our inner soul is t- telling us. Because we do have all the answers, don't we? Yes, we, we do. We really have all the answers. We just haven't asked the question, or we haven't been quiet long enough to listen. <laughs> that is so true. We just haven't asked the question. Uh, uh, oh, there's now, so is much, there so a website you want people to go to to, get, to uh, see anything about you or any of your books? Uh, no, uh, everything about me that's worthwhile is in books that are in print somewhere. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I know. I, I had to ask you because I I can find on the uh, internet we can find all kind of fan sites and all kinds of information, yeah. but not an official Richard Bach website. And there's probably a reason for that. Well, there is a reason for that. At, at one time, uh, and this was years ago. I tried having an interactive website, but then it just got so interesting because so many people were uh, were writing in, and I was talking back and forth to them. I discovered my whole life was going to go into that computer. Right, screen. it probably took up so much time that instead of living life to the fullest, which is what you talk about and you live, you were probably sitting at a computer all the time, and that is that is one of the issues that we have to make sure that doesn't happen when sure. you know when we get so involved in what it is we're doing. Well, our author, Richard Bach, 
His newest book is Hypnotizing Maria. You know his other books, Messiah's Handbook, Flying. He did the Aviation Trilogy, uh, Curious Lives, uh, the, the Ferret Chronicles, Out of My Mind, Running Safely, of course, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. And one of the books that I know so many people just love so much, The Real Love Story, The Bridge Across Forever. So you have just been writing forever and ever, but Richard, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. Would you just kind of sum it up and give us a a last little miracle moment thought to end our session together? Sure. I think uh, the reason that we're here is to remember who we are, to remember that we have wonderful powers that can absolutely change the world around us, and when we discover that, we find that the purpose that we're here for is to express love in hundreds of thousands of different ways. Well, thank you, Richard. Richard Bach, the new book is Hypnotizing Maria. Thank you so much for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. It is just a genuine pleasure to get to speak with you during this time. Thanks so much for having me, Cynthia. My pleasure, my pleasure. When we return from break, we're going to go back in time to the 17th century France to find out about the Paragon of Paradox, Madeleine de Scudery, when author Elena Knowles-Dules shares the precious lives of Madeleine de Scudery, her admirable and infuriating life. Stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. The show is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in a bit. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Bethestarur.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Are you ready for Dancing Under the Stars? Hi, I'm Dave Przicki, voice actor and volunteer with the Be the Star You Are charity, inviting you to join our 10th anniversary celebration on September 13th at our Mega Books and Bands Bash. New York Times best-selling author Cynthia Bryan and 13 contributors will be launching and autographing the new book Be the Star You Are for Teens with all proceeds benefiting the charity. You'll meet celebrities, enjoy mocktails, snacks, raffles, martial arts demonstrations, the music of several live bands, be able to buy unique gift items from a variety of vendors, 
and also save lives by registering to be a bone marrow donor at our swab meet sponsored by Marrow Miracles. The donation is only $13 per person for a full day of family fun and it's 100% tax deductible. Bring your wallet and get ready to make a difference while having a great time. Are you interested in being a corporate partner? Buying a table for 10? Advertising in our program or buying cases of the new book? We have lots of ways you can help. Contact us toll free at 877-944-STAR. That's 877-944-7827. See you there. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, thank you for staying tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with me, Cynthia Bryan, where we bring you the greatest authors and experts who inform and enchant you every single week. I first learned about the eloquent Francophile Eleanor Knowles Dugan while sitting next to author Roger Crawford on a plane way back in 1996 when he recommended her as a precise and precious editor who was also savvy about the entertainment industry because she had worked for many years as a film and stage costume designer. I hired her immediately for my book, Be the Star You Are. Author um, Eleanor is an author in her own right of several books, including the films of Jeanette McDonald and Nelson Eddy. But the book we're talking about today is so incredibly well-researched and so amazing. You have to run out and pick it up. This is The Precious Lies of Madeleine de Scudery and her admit. Admirable and infuriating life. Welcome, Eleanor, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, thank you so much, and what an honor to follow Richard Buck. My goodness. Well, you deserve it. You are esteemed in your own right, and it's so great to have you on the show, being a longtime colleague, a great editor, a great friend, and congratulations, Eleanor, on this beautiful tome about this best-selling novelist of the 17th century who translated her works into half a dozen languages and yet has been utterly forgotten. Mm -hmm. How did you come to decide to write about her? Well, I do have a little forward about this. I was on a completely different research project. Uh, Someone had asked me to do a libretto for an opera version of Cyrano de Bergerac which always sounds like a terrific idea. And there are half a dozen opera versions, none of which work. And I was resolved to solve the <clears throat> um, problems of uh, straying from the original material uh, too far, but incorporating the essence of it. And in going through a paperback French version, 
in the notes it said that the real-life Roxanne was a friend of the 17th century writer Madeline de Scudery, whom I had never heard of, of course. So I went to the San Francisco Public Library, which at that point had not yet begun. They were just starting to computerize and had many ancient tomes on the shelf. I found the only biography in English uh, written in 1937 by Dorothy McDougall, and according to the little, remember the little rubber stamps that they put in yes, your library? Yes, of course. Uh, I was the first person since 1942 to take the book out. Which, when I read that in the book, your the first volume, I was amazed that this book had just been kind of put on the shelf and not looked at in all those years, because you first found it in the 80s, right? Yes. And, of course, one of the tragedies is now they have modernized the library, gone through the shelves, any book that no one has looked at for a while, uh, they either dispose of or send off to a warehouse in, at the ends of the earth. Um, Which and is so very, very sad. Half of the resource material that I had access to then is just not there anymore. But the other uh, side of the coin is now with the Internet, we can find so much more. And since I started my book, suddenly there has been a burst of interest in France in Madeleine de Scudery, and a half dozen books have come out. Well, about this would her. be so, a good a, a good omen for your book because then it can be translated into other other languages. Well, you designed this so beautifully; it's really, really different. You have lots of drawings, you have letters, authentic letters. Of course, you had to have things translated so that it would be in English. But it's just so fascinating to learn how they lived in those times and what women had to go through. And she was a very modern woman for her time, probably even for today, but she had to write under the the name of her brother and kind of live under his... He, he seemed like he was sort of wicked. He was a... I think I tried to draw a fair portrait of him. He had many qualities that made her love and admire him. Uh, he had a, a extreme bravado. He would risk his life and reputation for fellow poets who were in disgrace. But he also had a dark side, mm-hmm. um, as so many people do, you know, the, the extreme good and the extreme bad. Um, he reminded me of a Dorian Gray a little bit. Um, I mean, not not with that kind of evil, but just the fact that he seemed two-sided. I think, well, of course, to him he was only one-sided <laughs> from his own uh, vantage point. You know, he was the world's greatest writer, and uh, everything else sort of, uh, you know, came along behind him, and everything was owed him, and yet he you know, was constantly impoverished, having to keep up a front, and uh, his sister appreciated this and, you know, helped him maintain this illusion, uh, which is sort of touching and wonderful. But eventually she had to split off and have her own life, uh, you know, which is the, the great schism between her life with her brother and then her life alone, which was 
incredible for a woman at that time. A woman. Yeah, this is what. Let's get to her because she was such this amazing woman. I mean, it sounds like, you know, she was heralded. I, I love the what you wrote about her that she was known for her passionate sensuality and then her icy frigidity, for her arrogance, for her shyness, for her vanity, for her modesty. She was just, you know, a paradox of paragon as uh, a paragon of paradox as you so aptly say. I mean, her the same people that accused her of being uh very racy, also accused her of being a virgin. It didn't seem like she could win on either side, yet she was one of the most prolific and famous people of her time. She was famous, but within a circle of knowledgeable people, because, of course, the books came out under her brother's name. So, you know, the general reader assumed that he had written all these books, including... Uh, when she had split from him and he had gone off, he found another young lady, also named Madeline, who assumed he was this great writer and who said to him, oh, I would love to write too. And he said, good, he married her. So there were two Madeline de Scuderies. Uh, and the wife was a rather racy lady, whereas Madeline de Scudery uh, Mad- Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle. and you make that differentiation of how it worked then, the Mademoiselle versus the Madam. Yes, and some historians confuse them, and so they attribute these rather racy letters to the woman who was known as the Virgin of the Marais, uh, and known for her utmost propriety. Uh, so it's always amusing. Well, and then there was the mother that also shared that name, so there was quite a few confusion. Yes, yes. Now, tell me about your trip to Normandy, because what is so different about the way that you wrote this book? We're talking to author Eleanor Knowles Dugan, and the name of her book is The uh, Precious Lies of Madeline de Scudery, and was that you did extensive research, and you actually went to live in Normandy for a full year. You took your son with you, your daughter, uh, Jill, joined you and helped translate, and lots of people over there helped you. And at first you had to live in kind of a very, a very what it was, a 150-year-old stone house with no electricity or, or well, there was, bath we or had shower. Some, uh, we had some electricity put in. And do you know what electricians in France charge? $7 an hour. Oh, goodness. Isn't that wonderful? We need to import them, don't yes, we? Yes, we do, we do. Uh, no, we lived there the entire year uh, with no bathroom. The heat came from a fireplace. It was. Uh, I had always, all my life said, oh, I would live in a tent if I could spend a year in France, and I got my wish. You got your wish, so we better be careful what we <laughs> wish for, right, Eleanor? But it was wonderful because I really felt connected to the kind of life that she had to lead and appreciated even more the uh, incredible physical discomforts well, and the hardships of her time and the hardships through. and how her insistence was on creating this imaginary world where there was beauty, there was joy, there you could trust people, there was you know, love and friendship and fidelity, whereas all around her, the world was proving that it was often the other, uh, something quite different. 
And is that what you meant by when you're looking through, all, you're reading all this, and you realize that what she wrote was truly lies because she was trying to create a better world, as well as she, you know, the, the time span between her being a little girl and when we find her at age 29. I mean, it sounds like she just made a lot of it all up. Well, part of the lies were her story about her own life, because, you know, she wrote twice in two different contexts about how she had been an orphan raised by a noble uncle who educated her. And yet, uh, when I went through the records, I discovered that her mother was still alive when she was 30. So she was not an orphan, had not been raised by an uncle, um, or had she? And so I, uh, at one point, came up with all these different scenarios about how she might have thought that her mother was dead, uh, you know, really uh, Saturday matinee stuff. And that and was really fascinating, but the bottom line is that she, she lied. <laughs> she well, I, you know, I, w- I went through these with an expert there, and I said, you know, what if this or what if this uh, burial certificate is actually for some other woman named uh, with the same maiden name and the same married name. Now, Scuderi was an f- extremely unusual name. It was an Italian name, and her father had come north from Italy to fight in Normandy, so it was not a name that was around. In fact, she and her brother were the only two people in France with that name, as far as I can tell. Uh, And to find someone with the same name who had married a a woman named Madeleine Gostamini, who then went and died in Rouen when Madeleine uh, Descudery was 30 years old, would be utterly extraordinary. Absolutely. Well, Eleanor, I want to give out your website so that people can find this, learn more about it, and pick up your books. Do you want GrandCyrusPress.com? Well, they can go there, or they can go and read all about Madeline, which is www.madeline, spelled M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E, de, D-E, scootery, S-C-U-D-E-R-Y dot com. And one of her creations that caused a huge sensation during her lifetime and is now enjoying a a lovely revival was a map of the geography of love called in French the carte de tendre. And on my website, in addition to being able to read about Madeline and reading passages from the book, uh, there is an interactive carte de ton video game for the youngsters who enjoy and it that is sort of fabulous. Thing. You have to go to this website. This is, it's it's such a great. You you really designed the book so beautifully, Eleanor. The website, everything about this is fantastic. Well, so, my image of her life and of the time uh, was the image of a French garden, which was the violent French attempt to control nature to make everything uh, straight and controlled by mankind, but then to offer all sorts of little grottos. And surprises everywhere. Well, Eleanor, we are out of time. Oh, my goodness. We've already started. And like you said, when this is a book that is uh, a tome with four, we could go on for hours, plus this is your passion. 
So please go to MadelineDescuderie.com or GrandCyrusPress.com so that you can pick up a, a this copy of the book. The author is Eleanor Knowles Dugan, Madeline Descuderie. Eleanor, it's a pleasure. So exciting to have you on the show. Well, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. Until we speak again next week, I want to thank all of you for being great listeners. For more information about our guests, visit StarStyleRadio.com. We'll have their website there so you can get their books. To make a donation or learn about Be The Star You Are charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org or to book me for your next event, CynthiaBryan.com. We'll celebrate next week. Smile, have fun, be wild and wacky, and remember, be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are nonprofit corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer.